I Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of Help! I Suck at Dating. I'm Jared Haben, joined always by Dean. Haben, Haben, Haben. 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 You got that. I don't think I've ever pronounced that properly. Oh, it's all right. Dean, tell the people who you are. Hey, everyone. (laughs) They already know who you are. I'm (laughs) Dean. I'm Dean. So welcome to another episode, guys. We have a special guest that's on the phone right now. Uh, Her name is Lauren Berger. Lauren, hello out there. Are you there? I'm here. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey, Lauren. We're great. How are you? Good. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I did pronounce your last name correctly, right? Berger? Burger like hamburger. Perfect. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That's perfect. I thought of uh, Burgermeister from Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Anybody? Yeah, yeah. Any- oh, I'm glad you got that reference. Burgermeister Great. Meister Burger. Great. Well, burger jokes aside, uh, Lauren. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about <laughs> yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on the show. Of course. I'm, uh, CEO and founder of a website called CareerQueen.com and InternQueen.com. Both are free websites that help people get from where they are to wherever they want to be. And my third book just came out today, which is very exciting. So it's called Get It Together. And it's all about... It's all about how busy we are and how we all want to kind of disconnect and how we need to disconnect if we're ever going to be sane people and just how to, you know, work smarter and not harder. When, when you say disconnect, what do you mean by that? Because we have had uh, in the past someone who said she dropped her phone to better connect with the people around her. Is that kind of what you're talking to? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just, you know, um, we're also anxious. We're also stressed. We're also overworked. You know, something that I started doing is I stopped scrolling Instagram before I go to sleep. Like, mm. when I go upstairs to go to bed, Instagram does not come. You know, and it's really kind of training yourself to not look at those things that are just going to kind of give you, you know, a little bit of anxiety. <laughs> so, so not to get too personal, but what do you do before yeah. you fall asleep? Do you read now? Um, I, I read, I'll, um, go to like shopping websites because for me that's relaxing and Mm. I'm not getting caught up in what other people are doing, but I've really found that disconnecting, I even, I'm the CEO of a company. I've been running it for 10 years. It's super successful. I took my email off my phone and I get a lot of guilt trips about it, but you know what? I'm okay. The business is okay. And I'm so much, you know, I'm just better able to connect with the people around me. I'm more engaged with conversations. So I think it's really all about that disconnection. While, while on the topic of anxiety, quickly, I've noticed myself before falling asleep, especially lately, maybe over the past like month or so, uh, I've, I've been getting like incredibly anxious, especially when I'm watching a show that I've already watched before. Like if I would put on in the office, I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm not like benefiting anything from it, you know? And so it's like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Like, I'm not really? gaining anything from anything. And I would like go to sleep anxious. And it I almost know. sometimes makes me feel more comfortable when I'm watching a show that I know. Well, that's before I go to bed. hundred percent. That's what I am used to doing. Like I said, I've watched the office maybe like 20 times from start to finish, <laughs> but now I'm like, well, yeah. where's the utility in that? Like why I should be reading or, or doing something more constructive, I guess. Yeah, well, I feel like it's about, like, in the book, I talk a lot about knowing your needs. It's knowing what works for you, you know, what makes you anxious, what doesn't. And then really, you know, making sure that you follow, that you follow through um, on, you know, whatever's going to relax you and whatever's going to help you disconnect. It's different for everybody. So would you say that disconnecting for you isn't necessarily getting off your phone or the Internet, but it's more so getting off of social media? 
for me, disconnecting is getting off of social media. I don't want to look at who my boyfriend from high school is dating. I don't want to look at a competitor, you know, the other career coaches in the land. Um, you know, I want to disconnect. It was funny. I did um, another podcast with a, a Bravo reality star, and maybe you guys can relate to this because of the nature of your, you know, jobs. And I was telling her that for me, I can go to TMZ.com, and that helps me disconnect. And she was like, not for me. That just makes me feel like I'm not cool enough and I should be going to the nice guy every night. So I don't know how you guys feel about that. But for me, you know, social media, I can, I disconnect by not being on Instagram, but I can relax by going on like TMZ or some, you know, celebrity gossip site. <laughs> um, so what got you started into this industry anyway? Because your, your big thing is about finding an internship and you have a YouTube, successful YouTube channel about it. You've written three books. How did you even begin to start this process? Yeah, so I had 15 internships when I was in college, which is kind of crazy. I went Sheesh. to uh, UCF. I'm Overachiever. From Florida. <laughs> yeah, I live in LA now also. And um, when I was trying to find an internship, no one could help me. And I just wanted a better way and a better resource. So I started Intern Queen with $5,000 of personal savings. I've never taken any investment money. And, you know, 10 years later, not only do we have Intern Queen, um, which helps people get internships and career advice, but we also launched the Career Queen Network. What's the Career Queen Network? So I should have followed up with that. So <laughs> Career Queen is, is kind of the big sister site to Intern Queen. So now we can help all of those young people that kind of grew up with Intern Queen. We can help them connect with kind of the next step, which is that job. So it's, uh, you know, free job advice. Mm, I love that. No, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, too, because obviously we're a dating podcast. <clears throat> And so from your perspective, being very busy in the career world, internships, I mean, you had 15 internships during college. Um, if you don't mind me asking, are you, you're married, correct? I'm married, yes. And my husband's actually an entrepreneur, so that definitely helps. <laughs> so how, in your personal opinion, do you balance work with relationships? Yeah, you know, I think it's about prioritizing. And even for people that are driven by work, like myself, I think, and I talk about this in the book too, it's so important to put family and relationships first. And like I said, my husband um, runs a business, runs his own business as well. And so if we wanted to, we could both be on our phones all day, all night, mm -hmm. but it's really a matter of saying, okay, you know, this is disconnection time for us. It's when I get home, we always go for a walk. We call it taking a loop around the neighborhood. And it's our time to leave our phones home and for an hour, just kind of connect with each other. So I think it's about prioritizing, you know, couple time and uh, really taking that just as seriously as you would take a meeting for work. Well, I think too, the, the, the stuff that you help others with, like curbing the anxiety, disconnecting, all that kind of stuff then plays into being a better partner and leads to more successful relationships. At least I would imagine it would. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how are you going to meet a guy at a bar if you're sitting there scrolling on your phone, right? Like, you, you have to be kind of present, and you have to take in every experience and really kind of make the most of it. And then, you know, it's funny, my intern queen message is put yourself out there and don't take no for an answer. Mm. And I feel like in the dating world, you know, I think that's important, too. I, I, I don't, I believe in putting yourselves out there. I'm always telling my single friends, like, you know, go up to your, go up to that guy, introduce yourself. Like, what's the worst that can happen? He's going to say no. Who cares? You know, then he's not the right guy anyway. So I'm all about just putting yourself out there and really not following too many rules while dating. I mean, I certainly did not play it cool at all when I met my husband. <laughs> How did you not um, play it cool? 
I mean, I'm just not cool. I mean, oh, that stop be, that. You sound awesome. I mean, you know, you're not supposed to. Most of my friends, if they meet a guy, like, they won't text. They won't call. I was texting and calling him nonstop. I think I asked him to pick me. I was like, hey, after, like, our second date, I was like, I'm flying back into LAX. You should really pick me up from the airport. You know, I really didn't wait for him to make the move. I knew what I wanted, and I, I didn't want to pause for game playing i guess so i just kind of went for it i respect that i respect that a lot yeah you just put yourself well, out you know, there you're very forward to me, it's not gonna work out right when someone's obviously got to kind of get the ball rolling with all that kind of stuff as well so quick question in your book this i, I believe it's this new one that came out right there's a get 17 guiding principles that you have in there that you've outlined right yep so could you give us like a quick maybe top three of the 17 guiding principles that you want to share with the listeners Yeah, I think, you know, one of my favorite ones is do things based on your method, not your mood. A simple example of this is, you know, you say you're not going to go to the gym. Um, A friend said to me last night, like, do you want to go to the gym tomorrow or are you going to be too tired? I'm like, no, no, no. Like, the plan is to go to the gym. We're not going to rely on my mood, which would be Mm. being tired. You know, we're going to go, we're going to stick to the script here. And the the script said, I want to go to the gym. So do things based on your method and not your mood. Your mood doesn't matter, you know. You really got to stick to the script and, you know, stick to your plan. And the same advice goes towards if you're having a bad day. Two weeks ago, I had two of my employees quit out of nowhere. It was a terrible day. But if I let that throw my whole day, I wouldn't have gotten anything done. So when that happened, I stuck to the script and I followed through on my original schedule for the day. And I just got, I got things done, you know? (laughs) So I think that's one of the most important pieces of the of advice in the book is I talk about that a lot. Um, the other is embracing rejection. I started my business with $5,000. It's doing really well. And if I would have let the no's or the rejection stop me, I wouldn't be anywhere. So I always say, like, get married to rejection. You know, embrace rejection, love rejection, because it really helps me get from where I was to where I am today. Do you have a secret to everybody listening on how to better handle rejection? Because I think... For me personally, it's really tough being told no, 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 and then keep really being persistent and moving forward. Do you have any type of secret that you can tell everybody? Be like, listen, this is how you can accept and and move on with rejection. We should get Ashley to come in and speak to that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> one, thing that, yeah, one thing that I really like doing, and maybe this is kind of a tip, is whoever rejects you, whether it's, you know, a, maybe you're going after a job or um, you're pitching yourself an opportunity, when that person rejects you, friend that person on LinkedIn, become their best friend, hmm. stay in touch with them three times a year, turn that no into a yes. And I'm telling you, I've been doing this for over 10 years, and there are so many deals that I get, so many cool brands that I work with, and I've been after those people for three years, you know, and they've been saying no for years, but I turned that no into a yes simply by staying in touch. So I really think that, um, you know, taking advantage of those contacts that you're getting, even the people that are saying no, can really help. I think that was so before, maybe a couple years ago, I was in uh, a sales role at a staffing agency. And in those sales roles, you are constantly being told no. And I just think my psyche was unable to handle it. It got to the point where I was like, you know, you talk to 100 people a day and all 100 people say no. But then the next day, like 99 people will say no, one will say yes. And I just like I wasn't really able to get past that that roadblock for me personally. So I wish I had a book like yours to read when I was 23, 24. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny you say that I have a whole 
chapter about refining your goals. And I talk about exactly that, which is for me, I like to know the numbers. Like, and this might sound a little crazy, but as a, as a businesswoman, I know that if I send a hundred cold pitch emails, I'm probably going to get about 10 responses. I'm probably going to get on the phone with five of those people. I'm going to close one deal. And the power of knowing your numbers is really big because then you don't have to get caught up in the nose. You already expect them. You know, they're going to happen. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, that's really I think true. that that same logic can apply to dating, as Jared was saying too. Just because, well, and same with how you met your husband. Obviously, you got to be persistent, especially if you know it's something that, and someone that you want, and that can go a long way, especially in today's landscape yeah. and 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 dating world. I feel like, yeah, hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. So, please tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys can follow me at Official Career Queen and at Intern Queen. I'm going to send you guys messages after this. Great. And then Get It Together is out today. So you guys can get it on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, at Books A Million, or anywhere where books are sold. Great. We'll make sure everybody pick up a copy today. Get it together. We should have you jump on Ben's podcast, Lady Bosses. I feel like that'd be, that'd be yeah. an awesome yeah, platform for you, Yeah, definitely. I would love to. And I'm a huge Bachelor fan, so all oh my, my love to you guys, and you guys are killing it. Oh, oh you're the best. Lauren, thank you so well, much. We appreciate it. Thank you again for calling in, Lauren. It's, right. it's great to hear you're Bye, doing guys. great. Talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Lauren. Well, she was very sweet. That was very nice. I think a lot of that logic that she obviously is more of a business-centric minded person yeah. but i think a lot of that logic can apply to dating as well oh i agree the the idea of failing but then trying to still be persistent because everybody like how many times we've been we've had messages about people being rejected or dates not working out and they just feel so deflated they never want to go on another date again but here's a woman who's saying no what you need to do is just keep pushing and accept the no and accept the rejection but understand that it will get better and just to keep pushing forward that's it's a good like, message it's like when my body tells my tells my head to work out yeah it's like when i look in the mirror every day and i'm like you know what it's just not worth going to the gym because i'm not gonna because you just don't want to drive to the gym that and i just i'm like you know what i'm not gonna see any results but you just got to push through that it's the method not the mood jared and one way to develop the best method as far as i'm concerned beach body on demand oh i completely agree (laughs) i love beach body on demand you've heard us talk about it before you'll hear us talk about it again you're gonna hear us talk about it right now a little bit more it's an easy on-demand streaming service that gives you instant access to a wide variety of super effective workouts you can do from the comfort of your living room. I think that's what Jared and I love most about it is you don't have to go to the gym. You can basically just do any workout in a short amount of time at your house, 10, 20 minutes, however, however long you have hundreds of effective workouts for all fitness levels, ranging from booty building to weight training to cardio, uh, the, the hit, the high intensity interval training to yoga and even dance workouts. Again, my favorite is hip hop abs. Mine's 21 day fix. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you guys. I've been slacking a little bit and I'm getting a little doughy around this, the mid region. I'm not doing my hip hop abs as much as I should be, but I'm going to get back to it. I'm kind of glad that winter's coming up because I'm going to be wearing my shirt a lot more than obviously in the summertime here in Los Angeles. The nice thing about Beachbody On Demand, you can access it anywhere, anytime. If you're on your computer, web enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, basically any way you can get on the internet, you can get on Beachbody On Demand. Best deal in fitness, for especially for the listeners of Help I Suck at Dating. You guys can try it absolutely free. All you have to do is text DEAN to 303030. That's D-E-A-N to 303030. You get a special free child membership, including their new 14-day result plan where you can lose up to nine pounds in the first two weeks when you use my code, our code, DEAN, D-E-A-N to 303030. And to jump in on that, I think that's a really cool factor because... 
what happens when you go to the gym after two weeks and you don't see results? You, you just get bummed you, out. You get bummed out, right? You don't want to go back. They're saying you can lose nine pounds in the first two weeks. You get to see results in 14 days, guys. Just make sure you couple it with healthy eating and Beachbody On Demand will be able to help you plan your meals, basically outline the nutritional value of everything that you need to reach your weight loss goals. So again, you'll get full access to the entire platform for free, all the workouts and nutrition information, the results plan to get you super fast results and support totally for free. All you have to do is text D-E-A-N to 303030. That's Dean to 303030. Be sure to try Beachbody On Demand. Like I said, I got to get back into it and get my abs back in shape. I was actually looking through old pictures of like when I was traveling because I was just in Mexico with Cor- with my buddy Courtney and I posted a picture and everyone was like, okay, dad bod, weird flex, whatever what? it is. <laughs> and, I was, and so I was like scrolling through my old pictures and I was like, I should probably post a picture from when I was doing Beachbody On Demand to remind myself that I can sometimes have hip hop at. Dean, you do not have a dad bod whatsoever. But sometimes I do that too. I'll look at old pictures of myself and just I'll 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 fat shame myself. I'm like, you you piece of crap. You need to get back in the gym. Look at you looked so much better then and look at you now. Yeah. Look how horrible you look now. Exactly. You have a beautiful fiance. You need to get your ass back in the gym. <laughs> can we get Vanessa all the time? Can yeah. we get Vanessa on the phone? I I miss hearing her voice. Let's let's get her. Let's get her, let's get her on her the phone. Up. Let's get her on the phone. Let's get her on the phone. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, <laughs> I'm just talking to everyone in the studio right now, not the listeners per se. Oh, okay. So continue. Talk. Listen to last week's episode with Vanessa Grimaldi. Her uh, good friend Brandy Cyrus joined her as a co-host. Hello? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. look who it is! Oh, look what the cat dragged in. Um, I miss you guys. Do we, we want to do it more? Do you want to do FaceTime audio or is this okay? We can't do FaceTime audio. So That's we're going to do it this way. What's up, Vanessa? Uh, not much. I was waiting for you guys to call me. Listen, full disclosure. I don't care, uh, anymore. Vanessa texted Dean and said, don't have them come right now. I'm pooping. So v- the question is, Vanessa, are you still pooping? No, I, I washed my hands. I'm sitting, uh, on good. my, uh, on my chair right now in my kitchen. So we're good. Yeah. It's okay. We all pooped out. Uh, loved yeah. it, loved it. So Vanessa, uh, you had a solo podcast last week that um, I did. We listened to, and just can you give like everybody a brief summary of what you talked about? Yeah. So first of all, I keep messaging. Well, I keep uh, putting it out there. All the thank yous to the people who have been listening, who did listen to last week's episode. Brandy Cyrus was on. Elle from the Mendap. We even had uh, Dr. Jennifer, um, who basically told me that in the next six months, I'm going to detox from everything. And I remember what she said about, like, the last 30 years, like something about the moon and the stars or something. We're, Anyways. We're moving into the year, the age of Scorpio or something, isn't that right? Yeah, yeah we're in Scorpio right now. Yeah, something that um, everything that I've learned the last 30 years, I've learned, I've, I've grown from it, and now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to move on into, like, bigger and better things. So it was, like, a, a really great... I guess a reading, I can call it that. But I really opened up about my dating life, the last person I was recently dating, um, and how that didn't work out, and how you can be really disappointed when you, even if you're dating someone for like a week or three months or whatever, which is really funny. I was just on the phone with um, with Taylor Nolan from, um, uh, we were on the same season, and I'm like, why am I so, I'm not so bothered by it, but yesterday we were talking about men and whatever and she was supposed to go on a date and she got ditched on her date and then i was like you know what right i know taylor's like such a great catch but that's the thing most women most of my friends are such great catches and yet we're still single 
And then she brought up a really good point, though. She's like, well, what's sad is even nowadays, dating someone for three months is a significant amount of time. And I'm like, it's so sad, but true. Oh, yeah. I think about that all the time. I think about, like, Ma- like if somebody's like oh my marriage ended after 10 years it's like oh well that's so pretty time. good good for pretty you good 10 yeah. years wow hey, and then I- you're like oh sh-. wait a minute that's not supposed to last 10 years it's supposed to last a lifetime whatever happened with that guy that taylor was seeing before you guys went to bali together uh <laughs> that's her story to tell but i huh. really like him let's he's get a really her on guy. well he's, he's a really good guy since she's not here vanessa can you tell a story for her no I can't tell the story for her, but well, that's fair. Um, well, Vanessa, you talk about just, moving on to bigger and better things. What are some of those bigger and better things you think? Um, I think right now I'm just out of, and I have to say, all the messages that people were sending me from last week's episode—they were so uplifting. I got so many stories of women saying they were single for so many years and they kind of just like gave up and lost hope on finding the love of their life. And then a couple months later, they found the person. They're married and they're pregnant with their third child. And basically, a lot of these messages were just telling me, enjoy the time that you have being single, because when it happens, it happens so quick, um, and you don't even realize that you're walking down the aisle, you know? So it, it's, it was so interesting to get that perspective from women and men. Um, I think right now I'm just at a point where I'm back to... Um, and I've spoken about this before, whenever I go through a little bit of a heartbreak, it takes me, you know, like, give me like two weeks to really talk about it and be really, really upset. Mm. But then after that, it's like, kind of like the flu goes away and I'm like, Oh, I woke up and I'm so much better. I'm at a point where, yeah, it's out of my system. I detox from it. Um, and I'm just focusing on work and focusing on, on, um, spending time with my friends and my family and just really being present and valuing the positive energy that I have around me. And I'm so lucky to have such amazing people around me. And sometimes when we're going through um, tough times, we tend to forget how amazing our life really is. So I'm at that stage right now. That's my big and better thing. Totally. I find myself doing it all the time where I think about the bad things happening in my life and I just completely ignore all the good things. And you have to really kind of center yourself and realize I I have a pretty good life. You know, you just put everything in perspective. Um, The reason I asked about bigger and better things because, um, so on the Facebook group, which guys, if you're listening, you haven't joined the Facebook group. Get on it. What are you doing? Yeah. The Facebook group and Instagram. Yeah. Do you run the Instagram, Dean? I run the Instagram. All right. So, D, so you're yeah. pretty much following two accounts by Dean, which <laughs> sounds like a wonderful idea if you're asking me. Uh, but on the Facebook group, I was asking like if anybody had any questions they wanted us to answer. And one by Rachel said, five-year plans. Like she wants to know, what is our five-year plan? Dean, do you have a five-year plan? I don't even have a five-day plan. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I don't think he has a five-hour plan. (laughs) plan. You just got off a plane, right? You were in Buffalo with Jason and Blake. 5 a.m. flight from Buffalo to L.A. this morning. What is it? That's a good question, though. Five-year plan, because I feel like it could be pretty important to set something like that for yourself. Well, we just had Uh Lauren on the podcast who said that, like, you should follow a script. So, Vanessa, she was kind of saying what you were just saying as well, where, like... You just kind of have to accept rejection and, 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 and accept like certain no's in your life, but able to like overcome them. And so her idea is like sticking to the script, so to speak. So uh-huh. like you have a script of what you're going to do for the day, for the week, for your life, so on and so forth. And you need to like keep following that script, no matter how many no's you get, no matter how many rejections you get. And that's kind of what you were just speaking upon. 
Yeah, I was actually uh, watching one of her YouTube uh, channels, um, and it spoke about rejection, but when it came to being rejected from, from work, but I apply that to the dating world, and it's so true. When you get rejected, it's like, oh, stop to the heart, you know, because I was just talking to Taylor about how she got basically rejected and ditched on a date that she was supposed to go on this week. And it, it just stung. It's like your ego's bruised. But then at the same time, you're like, take the high road. Don't like, don't get into that state of being super emotional and sending a text message or really going after them and giving them mm. the attention when you should just take a step back, like thank them for their time. And, and, um, you know, like, I think it's important to always have, um, a good relationship with everyone that came into your life because they came into your life and they left at the right time. I'm really starting to believe that. And we had this conversation last episode too. Everyone that comes into our life teaches us a lesson and they're going to stay in our lives as long as they need to teach us that lesson. All right. Qu- question for both of you guys then. I, I wasn't going to share this. Well, I've, I've, I've been mulling something <laughs> over in my head. So I'm going to South America next week for three weeks uh, and, it, and it just so happens that Leslie lived in Argentina for two years. And so, Vanessa, to your point, I wanted to reach out to Leslie and be like, hey, I, I, we haven't talked, obviously, since the breakup. I wanted to reach out and be like, hey, I, I know you obviously travel a lot. You know a lot about South America. Would you be willing to give me some recommendations? Tell me what I should and shouldn't do, et cetera, et cetera. I, w- I wouldn't go directly to what it is that you need. Okay, Maybe okay. ask her. Yeah, I would be like, hey, you know, like, it's sad that we haven't really been in contact, uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, I'll make it about her in the first like two or three lines and then be like, you know, I was also, I thought about you, you crossed my mind cause I'm going to South America and I figured that sounds like a um, kind of a little bit of a lead on though. Don't you? Well, maybe not a lead on, but not a lead on, but just, you know, if you're writing to someone that you haven't spoken to a while and the first thing is like, Hey, I need this. Can you figure out like my, my itinerary for South America? It's like, dude, I'm well, not more like so that. just like, like a couple of recommendations, but I see what you're saying. It definitely makes a lot of sense. I battle with yeah. this sometimes in my own life where I, tr- I think, okay, I, n- not that I need something from somebody, but obviously I'm reaching out to someone for something specific. So do I try to beat around the bush at first and be like, Hey, how are you? What's going on? Cool. By the way, this, right. Is it better to do that or is it better to just be like, hey, hope all is well. I was curious about dot, 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 dot. See, that's what I think is better. The it latter. depends what the relationship was. If it was just like a True. friend that you... Well, even, you if know, it's, I, even if it's like a friend or an ex, I think in any capacity, I would rather just kind of know what's going on right out of the gates. Because it is weird to be like, what do yeah. you want? If you're just reaching out and being like, hey, I was thinking about you. How are you? Right, but I wouldn't be sending a... Me- I wouldn't send like a message like, hey, thought about you sent. No, I would say, hey... Uh, I hope you're doing well. I see, you know, like maybe go on her Instagram, see what she's been up to. I see that you've been blah, 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 blah. I'm actually also going to be traveling to South America and you crossed my mind because I know you lived there for a couple of years or whatever the case is. Would you have any recommendations? I wouldn't, I wouldn't start a conversation like, Hey, send. And then I would, if I would get that from an ex, I'd be like, Oh my God, do they want to get back with me? Like, are they going to apologize? for shit that they So what did? if, if what? Nick sexed you and said, Hey, I'm going to be in Montreal. Nick would never text me. That's cute. <laughs> Hypothetically asking. Yeah. Okay. Um, if he would text me, I would, I would, I, I obviously know he wouldn't want to get back with me, well, but I would be like, Oh, yay. What's up friend? Right, but I'm saying like if he if he had something specific, he was like, "Oh, I'm going to Italy, and I want a recommendation from an Italian." Hmm. Actually, yeah, I, I would be like, "Oh yeah, here are the recommendations." Yeah, but it's it, nice. it, yeah, I guess. 
it's tough. I feel like it might be one of those situations where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Because if you reach out and you start off being very vague and friendly, okay. then she might be like, just get to the point. Like, you could have just texted yeah. me and asked me for what you wanted. But then, conversely, if you don't do that and you just reach out and ask for what you want, she's might just be like, oh, what a jerk. He didn't even, like, ask how I'm doing. He was just like, hey, exactly. I'm going here. So I think you're screwed either way, Dean. So maybe it's best if you don't reach out. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me. Well, you know what? I reached out to someone today. So uh, I don't know if you guys are in the studio. Is Mark in the studio today? No, he's not with yeah. us. We're no, stuck. With, we're stuck with Easton. Hey, can I help? Easton. Hey. Okay. Remember when I was talking about this guy that I dated, and for my birthday, all he sent me was a happy born day text message. You told me about that too. I think I'm you talked so about sad that. about that. Yeah. Happy oh, what? Happy born yeah. day. It just was not happy very affectionate. Right. So I. We're not we're not seeing each other anymore. And today I knew it was his birthday, and I'm like, you know what? Like I like being on good terms with people. I hate harboring negative feelings. So I sent him a message. Might have been savage, but I thought it was funny. So I sent him a message saying Happy Born Day. He thought it was hilarious. He's like, Ah, oh, thank you. I don't know if that's right back. I don't. I- I don't know if you really understand what the definition of savage is, Vanessa. Yeah, I, when she said savage, I was oh. like, I'm very curious where this conversation is about to go. And then she was like, I said, happy born day. Go, got him. Savage. Got him. Drag got him. him. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, God. Um, um, I wanted to, yeah, sorry, no, 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 no. What were you going to say, Vanessa? So I posted on Facebook, on Instagram, too, what kind of questions uh, our listeners wanted to know or topics that they wanted us to bring up. Mm-hmm. And there was one... Uh, oh, I saw it on your Instagram. It was, what do you think about sleeping with someone on the first date? Yeah. Okay, let's get to that one. First date. So what's your okay. question? <laughs> okay, so the question is, sex on the first date, if it's really clicking, yes or no? Is that a good idea to sleep with someone? I'm going to say no. It's a, it's a hard no. Oh, not even up, maybe no. hard. No, I mean I'm not saying it can't work out. What I'm saying is I just find it always better to wait and the anticipation grow. Oh, let it blossom because it's right, really. But I think. Oh, we can. I say? think it also depends on if you're. <sighs> Listen, uh, you know everyone can do their own thing. No judgment here, but if you want to be with someone long term, then new. No, I suggest wait it out. But if it's someone that you're like, I want to have fun. I'm single. I don't think this is going to go anywhere then why not well i mean if you're looking for just a hookup totally why not like hey to each their own no judgment here but uh, if you're asking me like hey to start off a really serious relationship like i like this guy should i just sleep with the first night no like make them wait make it especially be fun let the romance grow let it blossom like there's something to be said about anticipation especially for a guy like craving something wanting something and not being able to get it like there's like this Mm -hmm. it's this it's this passion you know because you guys are hunters we are hunters we are providers and we are hunters okay so question for you dean is a hunter i was i was gonna say we need to break down the gender stereotypes of our generation (laughs) that's okay that's okay relax i mean listen no dean is not on dean honestly is is like the mushiest sweetest person ever i'm a nurturer i'm a gatherer yeah, no, but you're, I mean, you're also a hunter. Uh, Derek, for someone who now you, you hunted, right? And now you have Ashley. So do you feel like you still need to hunt being engaged? Not hunt other women. I'm saying, do you still feel like there needs to be a push and pull in the relationship? Yes, I do. Yeah. It keeps it alive. It keeps it fresh. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I find times that it does, certainly not stale, but we're so comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm 
that you forget that there is this fun to that pull and push within a relationship. Let me paint a hypothetical scenario for you real quick, Jared, and it's going to get uncomfortable. Let's say you, let's say you and Ashley are out in a year or so from now, just out, out and about having fun, doing your thing, having a little fun, (laughs) having a little fun. At this point, I guess you're married, right? Because it's a year from now you meet a man or a woman who you guys both just click with immediately. Are you bringing him to the bed? And then you guys are like, what? (laughs) Are you asking me on air right now if I'm open to have a threesome? Yes. I was going to try and get there more eloquently, but yes, that's 100% what I'm asking you. Um, No. That's something you have to like. No, I don't think so. For the simple fact that like, it's gotten to a point now with my relationship with Ashley where the idea of like having that intimacy with somebody else, even if Ashley was present, is something I'm not sure if I could go through because I don't I don't think I'd 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 want that. Cause like I mean let's this is a little uncomfortable, I guess, but like sex does change, right? Like mm-hmm. sex changes from the beginning of a relationship yeah. as you go further into it. It just it just does. And so I think Oh man. The way I you know, it's just one of those things I I I could never imagine myself physically being in that moment with somebody else right. than Ashley. Right. Well, Even if Ashley on. was present. And and but she was on. like, Yes, I want this. <laughs> Dean said in a year from now. I don't think if I've never had a threesome, um, am I open to the idea? Yeah. Um, but I don't know how I can do that because I only, I'm only intimate with people that I really, really like and I really connect to. And I'm like, well, I don't want to share that Hold with on. someone else. Are we That'd just going to like, are we going to glaze over the fact that Vanessa <laughs> just admitted that she is open to a willing and wanting a threesome? <laughs> I mean, I thought I, I, it doesn't, but my my explanation kind of makes sense, right? I guess no. I mean, that's fantastic. So I was with uh, Jason and Blake this past weekend, and we were talking about this for, like briefly. It was uh, what would it take for you to be open to the idea? And I think the unanimous answer between me, the three of us was, in the event that you are in love with the person that you're with and you love them dearly, whatever it is, then I think it's kind of off the table it's as a, a possibility it, it, it right? is because it's just uh-huh. it's one of those things that like for me and uh, i don't want to speak for ashley but like man it's such a, a personal experience that like when you when you're with somebody that you care so much about it's like i don't i don't i don't want to do this with somebody else like it's just it's weird now i don't know okay but. so let's say 10 years or 20 years down the line well who the hell knows like if i'm being honest i i I can't really project right. 10 years from now right. being like my mindset or where Ashley and I are within our relationship. Um, and so uh, who knows? I mean, there's, there's other ways to spice up your sex life without bringing somebody else into it though. Um, mm-hmm. So like, I'll be honest, uh, this is whatever. Ashley and I have been to a, an adult store together. <laughs> okay. That's, but like I feel like people are uncomfortable talking about that. Like it was, it was just like we went in together, and it was way more intense. Yeah. No, I know it's not that intense, but it's also it's kind of like a little taboo. I remember the first time I went into an adult store; it was it was, what was amazing. So what was the intention of you and her going to the store together? Just to like uh, we were looking for something specific, and uh, how specific? 
Uh, what was it specifically? <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> I, mean, I won't say something specifically, but uh, but no. And did so you find what you were looking for? We did, and uh, I don't know. I feel uncomfortable talking about this anymore. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's just one of those like, things that, like, you, you just have to be comfortable going into, you know, exploring new territories. Right, so of course. Okay. 100%, yeah. So back to the sex store thing. You found what you were looking for. <laughs> Did you unpackage it he that night? Oh, come on. That's a little bit too far. <laughs> I will say, so the first time I ever went into an adult store, I was like 20, man, 21, 22. And I went in by myself at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. Why? Because I'd never been in, I've never been in a sex store. So uh-huh. I was like, I need to experience this. I want to go Wait, in. how old were you? Uh, I was about, probably like 21, 22. And, um, huh. and so uh, I went in there and it was just me and this one other guy. He was probably <laughs> in his 80s and he was in the DVD porn <laughs> section. Oh, good for <laughs> And it was, right? I yeah. was just the most endearing thing because, you know, technology 2000 this was like 2012 this guy was it's still Aww. still going with the dvds loved it but it was like this weird experience but very cool the the woman there was very friendly and she was like hi if there's anything i can help you with please let me know and i'm like oh uh, the, just browsing just, yeah, browsing. just just looking around at all the the fish nets and uh oh this this is very nice too you want to know what wasn't around back in 2002 what would have maybe been well, 2012 would have been helpful for you after that traumatic experience well i don't know traumatic i'm just saying if you needed it it would have been around talkspace you guys, oh, have, you guys have heard us talk about talkspace before of course they're one of the sponsors of today's show the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time all you need is a computer with internet connection or the talkspace mobile app that means you can improve your mental health even if you've had trouble making time for it in the past say you're at a sex shop and you just want to squeeze in a quick therapy session squeeze was maybe the wrong adjective to use there (laughs) remember that therapy isn't just about venting your innermost thoughts or digging into childhood memories it's also about practical everyday strategies for stress management and living a happier life by having a therapist she simply provides you a designated person for you to talk to who's trained to help listen and help you make positive changes the talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges that all of us face to match with the perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy and i know this because therapy is expensive it's kind of brutal. yeah no. that's just great about talkspace uh to match with the perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy go to talkspace.com slash dean and use the code dean to get 45 dollars off your very first month and show your support for this show which is obviously very very great we wouldn't be around without other sponsors and talkspace obviously is one of our um favorite ones so again go to talkspace.com slash dean that's t-a-k t-a-l-k space S-P-A-C-E dot com slash D-E-A-N and use the code D-E-A-N to get $45 off your very first month. Be sure to check it out. Um, maybe you can, you know, work through some of the issues that you've had seeing some of those sites in the sex store that you might have might have had to deal with, you know? Yeah, you know, it was very, it was, uh, it was an eye-opening experience a few years ago. <laughs> now it's fun, obviously. What else do we want to talk about? Uh, well, I kind of, it's interesting to get through some of these questions that people had uh, either through Vanessa's Instagram or the Facebook group. Yeah, I have um, a few other ones. Sure. Why don't you ask one and then I'll ask one. Um, okay. Well, this is an interesting one. Hold on. I'm just swiping through it. When is it okay to start discussing marriage in a relationship? So my answer was... It's never uh, true. Really. What? It's never true? Yo, who said that, Dean? Yes. Dean, you want to marry me? Well, what? no, no. How did we jump to that? <laughs> I'm really surprised that Dean said it's never too early. Well, I'm just saying like it's just good to communicate those important and pillars wait, of a relationship. And did you say no to my marriage proposal? Yes, I did. You little <laughs> shit. Okay. I, my, my answer is if, if you're 
in a place where you know you want to be in a serious relationship, mm-hmm. then yeah, it's never too early. But if you're single and you want to have fun and you want to just connect people and with you want to connect with people and just meet people then nah don't bring marriage up because that's just going to ruin it yeah well i think probably the person asking is in some sort of committed relationship so they're probably asking like so hypothetically say two people are dating they're in a committed relationship they are exclusive boyfriend girlfriend how long do you think into the relationship should they maybe start discussing hey is marriage on the table for you I, I like I said, I don't think it's ever too early because for the simple fact that say they are misaligned on their thoughts of marriage, future plans, whatever it is, and then they go through a year or two of dating without discussing it, come to find out one wants to get married, one doesn't want to get married ever, like not just for the person, but just they don't believe mm-hmm. in marriage, whatever it is, then boom, there goes two years of your life dating someone After, that wasn't yep. going to fulfill what you wanted to have. Yep. I completely agree. Yep. I had a traumatic experience. The love of my life after two years admitted that he wasn't sure if he wanted kids. And this is after us looking for a house with like five bedrooms and talking about baby names and all that. And then one morning he wakes up, he's like, I don't know if I want kids. And that was my window of, whoa, I need Wait, to Wait, you just said that you guys talked about baby names. Yeah. Yeah. It was really messed up. So he's like, really well, I love, I love a baby name. I love the name Dean. But I don't ever want kids. One had never had kids. I think he. I think what happened was he was in a relationship that he was really happy with, and uh, he wanted to be able to give me that, but he wasn't sure if he wanted that. So he was being selfless for me, but yeah. at the same time, I think he just needed to explore other things in life before he he got there. So that was very traumatic for me, and after that relationship. That was one of my first questions. I'm like, dude, do you want kids? <laughs> Not that I want to have kids with you, but maybe one day I might want to have kids with you. So I kind of need to know if you do or don't. I think that might be a, a shortcoming for me when it comes to relationships is I, I don't know exactly what I want. I, I, per, I see myself getting married at some point in life, but I'm also not 100% certain about it. So like, if I were to meet someone that was like, ah, I don't want to ever get married or I don't ever want to have kids, I would almost be like, okay, well, let's see if this works out anyways. Yeah, like, I know I definitely want kids at some point, but again, I'm like... I'm not de- steadfast in being 100% of Married. wanting to have kids and all that, all that kind of stuff. Oh. But I do, but like I said, I, I, I think that I want kids. But if someone came along and like two years into a relationship, they're like, I don't want kids, I would almost like, it wouldn't be a deal breaker for me because I'm kind of a pushover like that. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I, I don't agree you're a pushover. I agree on your point. <laughs> I, I, I think that it's okay for people to change your mind. Like something that you wanted five years ago isn't necessarily something that you want now. So like, sure, right now you might say, ah, I'm thinking about marriage and I want kids. But then five years from now, you're with somebody and you're like, you know what? We don't need to get married. We love each other. We can just spend the rest of our lives without signing paperwork. And then furthermore, I kind of changed my mind. I, I don't think I want to bring kids into this world. I don't think I, I'd be a good dad, so on and so forth, even though that's completely wrong because, Dean, you'd make a fantastic father. You're very, you're a very, very warm human being. Have you and Ashley discussed baby names or anything like that? Or, yeah, oh, yeah, or yeah, children? yeah, totally. We both want kids. And that was kind of what I was getting to because for me, I always imagined myself getting married and having kids. But honestly, over the past couple of years, my mind was going back and forth whether I ever wanted to get married, whether I wanted kids to start a family and it wasn't until Ashley and I started dating and then I knew that this was something I wanted to somebody I want to spend the rest of my life with that I realized this is this is the woman I want to have kids with because for me I I wanted kids but it was more important for me to have kids with the right person because I've seen friends and family members go through that difficult times where they've had kids unexpectedly with somebody that they're no longer Mm -hmm. with and it really just causes so much stress on everybody involved that for me, I was like, I want to make sure 
that I find the right person before right. we start trying to have kids. I don't even think it's just unexpectedly having kids with someone. I think it's the mentality, the old school mentality of at a certain age, you should find someone and you should get married. And these are the expectations that society puts on us, especially on women. And I think oftentimes some relationships end up dying out because that's what we thought we needed. And that's what we thought we needed to do at that time in our life. But we just needed to explore other options and figure out our own, you know, careers and figure out we're changing so often we need to be able to be comfortable with ourselves before we're comfortable being with someone and bringing another person into this world. My parents got divorced when I was 18 and I come from a very traditional Italian family. We were the, I think one of the first Italian families to be divorced in our community. So it was really hard for me to, um, to process that because I didn't have anyone that really understood what I was going through. And I come from a traditional background where I'm like, how am I supposed to be dealing with this right now when all I ever knew and understood and believed in was the, the family unit and coming home to a mom and dad in one household. So for me, it was really hard. And I think that's why... Um, yeah. I'm like very. Ha- I'm happy that I'm still single at this point at 31, and the heartbreaks that I'm going through are very minimal compared to what my parents had to go through. And so, I want to make sure that I that I do end up with the right person, um, and who has the same values as I do. Like, I want to be with someone who's like, yeah, I want kids, I want that family, I, yeah, I, I want that unity. To take a step backwards. Well, I was going to talk about for a second, just to throw it in there for women too. It's not just society about having kids. It's also the biological clock. Like, and that's a very yeah. real thing that, that women are scared of. We're going to freeze Vanessa's eggs. We've, we've all agreed to do that. It's, uh, yes. it's, it's not her decision anymore. It's we should. ours. And it's then ours. when you and Vanessa get married, Dean, and yeah. you guys, you know, can have some, <laughs> no, a plentiful Dean didn't even bring amount up of marriage. kids. He's just like, let's have babies. Um, so take a step back, Jared, Dean, before we jump into Thrive Market, which is phenomenal. Would you be willing to talk about your and Ashley's conversations as it pertains to kids? Like how many you want, baby names, like all that kind of stuff? Have you discussed that? And would you be willing to like... Uh, she feels she doesn't want to say the baby name because she's terrified of somebody stealing it. Oh, gosh. Which is absurd oh. because I'm sure there's plenty of names that this... The name that she seven? came up with. What letter does it start with? Seven. I'm not saying that. I'm not, I don't want to get yelled at, okay? Okay, fine, fine, fine. Okay, but how many kids do you plan on having? Uh, we want 14. So... Stop! <laughs> Uh, Nick Vial family. Oh, love it. Come on. Big family. Um, but to move forward, we want to move forward with a wonderful product that we are all very familiar with, Thrive Market. Uh, Dean, tell us a little bit about Thrive Market. Oh, I I, well, I've been talking about it all day off air, but Thrive Market basically is a revolutionary online marketplace on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. I love that all of our sponsors are good companies like Thrive Market, Beachbody On Demand to obviously get your butt in shape. Totally. Thrive is a non-GMO, has non-GMO foods, natural products. They're always at 25 to 50% below traditional retail prices. We actually have Thrive in studio right now. Well, it's just me, Amy, but hi. Well, it's Amy. <laughs> so here's what I did because I don't trust you guys to do things for yourselves because you're lazy. So I went fair. on Thrive and shopped for you. I was blown away. Like I have to tell you guys, I knew what it was you got to go check it out because it's basically like everything you would get at Whole Foods. It's fantastic. For so mm-hmm. much less. Mm. I could not believe how affordable it was. So I got you guys presents. Yay. We love I, presents. Okay. Oh, I kind of oh asked you guys what your favorites are. So Jared, I got you the Justin's milk chocolate peanut butter oh, cup. Delicious. Jackpot. And then Dean, I got you because I know you always are hungry and need snacks. So I yes, got you the right. classic round crackers. Great. 
all super healthy, non-GMO, and then Annie's homegrown snack mix. So it's like your favorite. It has your like cheddar thing, mm, your pretzel, big cracker your guy, crackers. big cheddar guy. Yes. Then you guys, this is what's amazing. I started shopping for my nieces. So they have toys. So you can get all the toys. So I got my niece a little watering can, like an um, Sesame Street watering can and like a backpack slash lunch bag. I'm telling you guys, I got everybody everything. everything. I'm not going to lie. A box full. It, I know. It's cute. I'm a little disappointed because I thought the backpack was for me. <laughs> okay. You can use the backpack. It's like a monkey and they had a ladybug too. But you could do all your shopping there. Like it's literally for the holidays. You could do everything, everything, and it is not expensive. That is what blew my mind. And then I thought, this will never make it in time. It got here so fast. Like, I did not know enough about this, so I'm really telling you, go to thrivemarket.com. I'm telling you guys, just shop around on there, because this exceeded my expectations. And so not only is Thrive really cheap to begin with, it ships directly to your door, so it takes the hassle of trying to go to the supermarket, park, carrying all the bags. Literally, it gets shipped so quickly right to your door. You can go to thrivemarket.com. Not only is Thrive already 25 to 50% below traditional retail price, but you can go to thrivemarket.com slash Dean. And guess what? You're getting an additional 25% off your first order and a 30-day free trial. And you can order wine. And you can order wine. There's alcohol in there as well. Perfect. My favorite thing about Thrive is their eco-friendly cleaning. Like They have Eco-friendly, non-toxic products, non-GMO food. It's all oh, stuff that's... Dean, I got you a loofah sponge. I forgot. Well, what do I use Ooh. the loofah sponge with? We Water, because you mean because you don't want to use the soap? Well, I, would just, I mean, I, I wouldn't so use soap. Funny. I know, but you could still... You can but still exfoliate with just product, the water the and the loofah Okay, fine. I'm going to use the loofah. I'm going to report back next week and tell you guys how exfoliated my skin is because of the loofah. You're never going to go back. One more time for the listeners out there. You don't want to miss it. Thrivemarket.com slash Dean. Jared said it. You'll get an extra 25% off your very first order plus a free 30-day trial. Unbelievable deals, unbelievable shipping time, unbelievable products just in time for the holidays. Be sure to check it out. Thrivemarket.com slash Dean. Literally, you can get my me a whole Christmas present. On there we go. Love it. We already <laughs> found where we're getting Amy for Christmas. Thrive. Got to go with Thrive. Uh, to go back to one other question, moving forward from the Facebook group. So this is from Christy. Uh, Dean, you might want to weigh on this. Christy says, if a guy texts you that he wants a girlfriend and you guys are already casually dating, but seeing other people, is that just a 12-year-old way of saying, I want you to be my girlfriend? Wait, repeat that? So this guy, these two, apparently this, this guy and girl just kind of casually seeing each other. And then he texted her saying, hey, you know, I kind of want a girlfriend. Is he just beating around oh. the bush? Well, at first, I don't like that to begin with just because it. it's a little ambiguous right like it's not very clear it's it's very unclear and i I completely agree christy what you're saying it does sound like that he is just beating around the bush and trying to ask you to be his girlfriend two schools of that he could be doing that or he could also be saying i want a girlfriend which means you and i should not be talking anymore Mm. There's, there's two schools of thought there neither of them are the most encouraging because he's not clearly communicating what's going on i personally if I let's see, I'm trying to put myself in his shoes, texting a girl, I want a girlfriend. And they've been casually seeing each That's, other, but seeing other people uh, too. I would say that that means no. that he probably wants her to be his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. If I were to guess, if I was seeing a girl and I texted her that, it would be because I want her to be my girlfriend. No, Dean, you wouldn't message someone that. You would be more direct. Well, I would not personally, but I'm saying like I'm trying to put myself in his shoes and trying to help her out. It sounds like he wants to be her boyfriend. I just, I'm just trying to get like to the root reason I want behind a girlfriend. Him. Mm-hmm. I was, nah. What was that, Vanessa? Mm. That's 
me, that's me thinking like, nah, if he wants, no, because what, what, if that's what he's doing, if he does want to be his, her, uh, her boyfriend and that's his way of starting a conversation about that, he's just planting all these crazy seeds in her head right now. Mm. Like if that were me, I'd be like, oh, is he telling me this? Cause he thinks I'm a friend and he wants me to help him. Like, is he going to talk to me about these other dates that he's been on? Does he want me to find him a girlfriend? Like, why is he telling me? He's talking to her like he's a friend, like she's a friend. I want a girlfriend. You're not going to tell someone that you're dating, I want a girlfriend. It's either I want to be with you or I'm going to talk to How does that line get crossed? Because she's right. I think I was 12 years old when I walked up to a girl that I was like talking to and I was like, I want you to be my girlfriend. And people like looked at me like that was a weird thing to do. Well, at 12, you're just made fun of for liking the uh, anybody. Well, it was it wasn't it was more so of like how I approached the situation of you don't just ask someone to be your girlfriend. You kind of just like let it culminate into Happen. being boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Well, you have to ask but at I, some point, don't you? How do you how do you approach the subject now? I mean, obviously Jared is engaged, so maybe it's more towards Vanessa and I. Like, say you like someone, yeah, and you're like, okay, let's be boyfriend and girlfriend. Do you just walk up to them and be like, let's be my girlfriend, please? No, I Thank think you. you have the talk of being exclusive because for the first couple of weeks or months or whatever. However, you guys decide to be dating, uh, be open and communicate what you're doing. If you're just exclusively dating each other, if, you, if you're being open to forming other connections with other people, aka being on The Bachelor. And then once you realize, I don't want to be dating anyone else, then you have the topic of being exclusive. Let me ask you something, Vanessa. What do yeah. you think? Don't you think it might be the most adorable thing you've ever heard if a guy walked up to you after going on a few dates and it said, would you want to be my girlfriend? Yeah. You would melt. Sounds pretty cute. (laughs) I think like, I think, yeah, ask. I think it's the most adorable thing if a guy's like, I I want you to be my girlfriend. What about asking to go steady? Because that's what I used to do. Well, that's like a high school thing. Yeah, I've said that on this podcast before, but. I think that's like a high school thing, right? Did you ask in high school? No, no, I was like 25. (laughs) No, (laughs) this is is my wife. I asked if she wanted to go steady. Hey, it worked. I'm married. Pretty steady. That's that's the definition of steadiness. I think like steady for me is like, like, hey, they're going steady. Do you want to go steady? That just reminds me of like... It sounds like you're asking someone to hit the books with you because you got to go to the library and study for an exam or something. Hey, you want to go steady? Oh, God, <laughs> maybe that's what she thought you were asking. Her. Hey, you yeah. want to go hit the books and, and learn about chemistry? Like, this guy must library? be really smart. This guy really wants to go him. study. Yeah, he really wants to go study. <laughs> I think now, like, yeah, because it used to be like kind of not taboo, but it was like you don't say girlfriend, man. It's like you ask who goes steady. Steady. You guys are hanging out. Uh, you guys don't even talk about it. You just stop seeing other people. I kind of like it though. I kind of like when well, guys like, hey. Be my girlfriend. I've shared it before on this podcast about, I mean, it's always kind of weird to bring up past relationships, right? But with Leslie and I, here we go. With Leslie, yeah, here we go. Let's get weird. With Leslie and I in Winter Games, I kind of, I didn't want to have that like ambiguity of like, what are we? Are we dating? Or do you want to date other people? So I was just, I just like started referring to as my girlfriend. Like, like it was like a week and a half in the relationship. She would like walk away and people would be like, like, I'd be like, where'd my girlfriend go? And then eventually it was just like, Okay, well, we're boyfriend girlfriend. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. were you joking? Were you joking? No, I was. That? I was dead serious. I mean, I don't know. I'm I, again. I'm a, a immature boy at times. Like, I don't really know how to handle that situation. So my way of handling it was just like referring her, referring to her to other people as my girlfriend. And then mm-hmm. by like the fourth or fifth time I said it, she was like, "Why do you keep calling me your girlfriend?" I was like, "Well, because you are my girlfriend." And she's like, "Okay, that's fine. You'll be my boyfriend now." It was and you're like, like no 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 that's a whole different conversation <laughs> yeah yeah let's let's slow the roll okay no that, I mean that's that's how I handled it again I'm not sure if I would encourage other people to handle it the same way but it's one way to go about it um, 
I have obviously not had a girlfriend since then, so I'm over one in those relationships. Uh, well, you know, but, you just take your time. You're focused on Dean right now. Right, focusing on Dean. Actually, that's so. I was reading an article. So this story about Nikki Bella, she's John um, Cena's mm-hmm. ex-girlfriend. Are they back together? No, apparently. But I was just kind of I was looking up dating articles, you know, trying to get prepared for the podcast a little bit. And then I was reading one where Nikki Bella like finally spoke out about the relationship after John Cena, and she said like from what she could tell, Bella is like pretty much focusing on her own happiness right now, which doesn't necessarily that she needs to be with someone romantically. She said she's not even thinking about dating right now. She's been so busy working and spending time with her friends and family; it's not a priority. Um, Vanessa, what are your thoughts about that? Because like, do you think that's kind of a cop out? Like, do you think what people say, you know, I'm, I'm just not, I, I, no. I can't even date right now because I'm so busy. No, no. You think that's a, a, an actual no. thing? Yep. I, How about I, when somebody think, says that they're just focused on their own happiness right now, that they don't even want to, like, think about jumping into a relationship so with somebody? No, I think that's so healthy. I think people oftentimes have that void that they need to fill, and they're like, oh, I need the attention, or, oh, I need to be hanging out with someone. There's nothing more powerful and more nurturing than just being by yourself and enjoying your own presence. I love, and I talk about this, I love being single. And when I'm single, I actually just work on myself. I focus on my career. I focus on my health. I focus on things that make me happy and make me whole. And, and so I don't need to be going out to find someone to fill that void. And then when I do meet someone, it's because they're a great addition to what I already have and what I already build on. Dean, what are your thoughts about that? Like the balance between finding your, like making yourself happy on your own versus like trying to put effort into finding someone else and, and be in a relationship. I think I was, I was actually having a conversation just the other day about this. Um, I think it's, diff- it's hard to compartmentalize the things, especially like nowadays that we're not working traditional nine to five jobs. We don't have like the 40 hour work week to distract us from dating. And it's like, well, when, you have a podcast about dating and when you've been on TV shows about dating, then it's like our is this, life is right. surrounded by it. Right. And so it's yeah. like, well, you, you take a step back and yes, of course, focus on yourself, improve yourself, all that kind of stuff. And um, as I mentioned before, I'm doing this, that same th- thing right now as well, but it's hard when everything else kind of brings it back to dating. It's like when you're trying to get dating out of your mind, but then you have to bring it up and talk about it so often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with it. It's like, yes, I'm, Trying so you're to not put pulled it off to dating right now. Well, no, and, and like I said before, like I'm I'm back dating again. Like I've been going on dates. Yeah. Well, I think what the quote that got me was that it said Nikki's not even thinking about dating right now. She's been so busy working and spending time with her but, friends and family, and it just made me think. Like, not to say that you know this quote could be dramatized, but it made me kind of reflect and be like, not even thinking about dating. And I was trying to well, think of listen, a time when I was single, man. Was I not even thinking about dating someone? Is that a is that a thing where people yeah, just you like were single for a while? She was engaged to someone. She was dating him. Then they got a, she was with someone for years. I yeah. think that's so healthy. If you're with someone for so long and then you kind of lose a little bit of yourself when you're in a relationship and you let go of certain things and you compromise. So I think right now she's probably back to finding herself again and. I think that's extremely healthy in order for her to get back to a place where she can invite someone else into her life. Yeah, I agree with that because I think, like you said, when you're in a relationship, I wouldn't necessarily say you lose a part of yourself, but a part of yourself becomes the other person. 
like right. there's just a lot of dependency within a relationship, which is a good thing. You know, you're in a relationship, hopefully a great one, a very loving one. Like there's a part of you that becomes very dependent on that person. And when the relationship ends, it does feel like there's a part of your soul that just went missing. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I, I completely agree with us where I think that there should be a, a grievance period of like you just trying to figure out yourself and make yourself whole again. Uh-huh. Um, What's that rule of thumb? One month for every year you were together or something like that? Or nah, one I don't believe month? in that shit. Whoa, okay. Damn, Vanessa. Hey, Vanessa, welcome no, to the podcast. I think, no, I think, no, because it's true. It's Then what? So if you dated, my parents were engaged, uh, sorry, married for 18 years. So they each so have to date a year and a half off. So a year and a half off. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think there's a timetable. Like, I know that's, I know some people that have gone out of, like, very intense relationship, even marriages, and, and six months really later. That was by the way. Yeah, well, you know, we're we're pretty smart fellows over here. <laughs> pretty simple equation, to be honest. Fart smellers, you know. Um, but before we go, before we we end the podcast, we want to do talk about one more thing on here, uh, which is something we've been talking about for a couple weeks here. Twenty three and me. Now, this is named after the twenty three pairs of chromosomes in your DNA. Their service, you guys know, twenty three and me. Their service provides you with over seventy five genetic reports about your health. Um, they can tell you if you're likely to be lactose intolerant, uh, sleep movement. There's certain traits they can figure out: your eye color, your hair curl, all that good stuff. All you have to do is well, all you have to do is spit into a tube, guys. That's really so. They'll send you the tube that's provided in the mail. You send that spit back to the lab. Uh, everyone has a DNA story. You can find out yours. They have a new podcast called You Guessed It Spit. Uh, it's on iHeartRadio with 23andMe. The podcast discusses how science and DNA plays a role in society and our lives, how your DNA story can be experienced today, and a whole lot more. Yeah, yeah. The new podcast bit where the host sits down with the biggest artists and influencers of our time, including Emmy-winning Darren Chris uh, from the assassination of Gianni Versace. If you guys haven't watched that show, it's phenomenal. Uh, singer Mike Posner, who's always been one of my favorites, personally. Uh, subscribe to the Spit Podcast to learn more about the DNA found in our spit to understand who we really are genetically and how we are connected to the world around us. I remember reading a while ago an article about... So the way that the chromosomes work is there's 23 sets in women where they're all X's, right? So it's mm-hmm. 23 pairs of X chromosomes. But in the men, that 23rd chromosome is an XY pairing instead of an XX pairing. Yep. And I read that in like a thousand generations or something like that, that the male gender just might be completely eradicated because the Y chromosome can't is deteriorating over time and can't draw from other X chromosomes because it's just so separate. So like in a thousand generations, the male just might not even exist, which is just kind of weird to Whoa. think about. How would we reproduce? Well, it's just like a theory, obviously. So who the heck knows? But um, anyways, listen to the full episodes now on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're probably listening to this one on iHeartRadio or I'm sure you can find this spit podcast wherever you listen to this one. Check it out. It's called spit with 23 and me. They're fantastic. You're fantastic for listening and supporting our podcast. Yes, you are. And big thank you to Thrive Market. You guys can go to thrivemarket.com slash Dean to get an extra 25% off your first order and a free 30-day trial. Again, big thank you to Beachbody On Demand. You can get a special free trial membership, including their new 14-day results plan where you can lose up to nine pounds in the first two weeks when you text Dean, D-E-A-N, to 30-30-30. And another big thank you to Talkspace. Uh, you can match with the perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. You go to Talkspace.com slash Dean and use the code Dean, D-E-A-N, to get $45 off your first month. A big thank you to Lauren Berger. Definitely check out her new book, Get It Together. It's on shelves now. Dean, you're awesome. Vanessa, you're incredible. Guys, thank you so much for listening to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating, where next week, hopefully, we suck a little less. 
Follow Help by Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.